everyone, and welcome to the More Money, No Problems podcast. I am Liz Monson, and with me is Lisa Monson. Hello. Today, we're going to talk about budgeting. But before we get started, I want to remind our listeners that we are not professional financial advisors, and this podcast is strictly our opinion. Anytime you're going to make a major financial decision, you should talk to a financial professional first. All right. So let's start out by talking about budgets generally. I've heard people talk about different percentages that you should use to figure out how much you can pay in rent or how much you can spend on a car or a loan payment. Something like your rent can be a third of your paycheck or things like that. Tell me about that. Well, I don't think you should use percentages. Everyone's situation is unique. And so I think you just need to calculate what your own income will pay for. Okay, well... Can we talk a little bit about income then? Because I guess it's hard to know where you are income-wise. People talk about the poverty line. So what currently is the poverty line in the United States? For 2014, the poverty line was about 12,000 for a single person household, and it increased from there for larger households. It's about 24,000 for a household of four people. Alaska and Hawaii are a little bit higher. So what is the federal poverty line? What does it mean? The poverty line is just the minimum income that the federal government has calculated is necessary to pay for the essentials for living. It was originally calculated at about three times the least costly, nutritionally adequate food plan that was developed by the Department of Agriculture. Well, I bring this up because I've realized over time that I don't have a solid understanding of how much money people make. We all have ideas about like what middle class is, but don't know really how much middle class is. Like when you start becoming a wage earner, I realize I don't really have an idea of how that compares to what other people make. Well, there isn't any precise definition for middle class, so there isn't any specific income data for it. But one statistic you could look at is the median household income that the Census Bureau calculates. Nationwide, that was about 51000 for 2012, but it varies significantly by area of the country, so you really need to look at the median income for your area. I've got a link for this that we can include in the show notes. Yeah, and I guess it's hard to really understand, especially with a lot of information out there saying things about how much debt Americans have and how much the wealthy, the super wealthy make in comparison to everybody else. And that seems like an overwhelming amount that would skew kind of these numbers. I would agree. So either way, if you're at the poverty line or not, you have to figure out how to spend your money. Right. And so we talked a little bit about kind of a attractive way to calculate these things, which is kind of the percentage idea, which we've decided is not good. So if you're not going to use that to decide how much you can pay in rent or where you can live or how you can spend your money, how do you decide? The only way I really think works is to calculate what your income will actually pay for. To do this, I'd start by adding up all of your actual paychecks for a month so you know exactly how much money you have to spend. Then make a list of all your unavoidable payments, obligations or bills that you've already agreed to pay like rent, 
utilities, auto or student loan payments, cell phone, internet, cable, all of those sorts of things. That's the first step. And how do you account for things that you know you're going to have to pay, but are not the same every month, like your electricity bill maybe? I think you just need to look at your past bills and get a feel for the rhythm of it. Maybe your electric bill is higher in the winter when you have your heat turned up, or it might be high in the summer if you use a lot of air conditioning, for example. Well, what do you do if it's your first apartment and you don't have a history of getting electrical bills? How do you anticipate what these will be? Is that something that you can ask the person that you're renting from or you can ask the utility company? I would start with the person you're renting from. And so those are things that you need to account for at the beginning. Right. Things like rent that you have to pay and you should should subtract those not from your salary but from your paycheck, from your salary after taxes have been taken out. Right. You don't want to forget that you're not going to get the full amount of your salary. Okay, so say you do that and you're a lucky person who when you've done that, you have money still. That's always good. Yeah. What do you do with the rest of the money? Do you just then buy the things you want? Sort of. You can spend the leftover money any way you want, but you need to keep in mind that it has to cover everything that isn't on your unavoidable list, the big one being groceries. But food is unavoidable. You have to eat. It's unavoidable, but you have a choice. Do you buy peanut butter? Do you buy steak? It's not like the rent where you've already committed to have a certain amount of payment every month. Okay, so what about those people that say like, oh, it's okay, like we can go to the movies or like I can buy this thing. I'll just eat ramen for the rest of the month. You know, that's okay. Once you put aside the money to pay for your unavoidables, the money left over is yours to spend however you want. You just have to be honest with yourself and decide what you can live with. If you're happy eating ramen and that's going to give you money to buy other things you want, that's fine. Right. And how much does ramen actually cost? Because sadly, it is more than one would like. Um, I guess also, I'm wondering, like, this sounds like a lot. Like, it sounds like I'm going to need to get a spreadsheet out and I don't want to. What are ways that you can do this that are maybe less overwhelming? Because I feel like I'm going to have a stack of bills and there's going to be a lot of like decimals and like I'm going to have to add a lot of things and subtract a lot of things constantly. And like, let's be real. I'm not going to do it. Well, you could just do the calculation one time. You could round down whatever your income is. Like if it was $972, you'd round it down to $970. Round off all of your obligations. But round those up, yes. Round those up, yes. Okay. And then the amount that's left over would be a single number that would stay constant every month as long as your pay was constant. Okay. So... That way I would kind of know how much money I had to work with realistically, but I wouldn't have to get out a spreadsheet and I wouldn't have to do like addition and subtraction constantly. I would just kind of know what I had to work with and the other money would just be done. Like it's off limits. Right. And that money that you know what you have to work with, you know, you can spend it different every month. You can do whatever you want. You just know that that's all you can spend. All right. Well, what are some of the things that I could do with the money every month? Besides you mentioned groceries which can kind of be more or be less. And, you know, there are the obvious things like I can go out to eat or I can go to the movies. But what are some of the things I can do with the money that maybe I wouldn't think of? 
you could put it in your savings account. You're making a face. (laughs) I see the face. Well, I agree, but I feel like the money that you put in your savings account kind of disappears. What is your savings account for? It can be for all the fun stuff. Maybe you want to save up for a vacation, a new TV, maybe a new computer. Mom, people don't use TVs anymore. It's 2014. They use their laptops. Okay. But so very nice. (laughs) Very nice thought. You could save for a car. Mm -hmm. You could save for the big things that seem like you're never going to get there, but if you just put a little bit in every month, and especially if you're rounding your income down and you were rounding your expenses up, there's probably there's always going to be, be a, a little a extra. little left, yeah. And at the end of the, a month or when you get the next paycheck, you could take that little extra, put that leftover into savings. So you're saying even if what's left over is like $5, yes. I should bump it up to savings. Yes, okay. absolutely. What are the benefits of having money in your savings account instead of in your checking account? It's not as likely to get spent. It's not going to leave your savings account unless you move it. Right. The other advantage is the interest. Okay. Interest is really low right now, so you may think, oh, brother, why bother? But if, if you're in but it's that a habit. habit, if you're in that habit, rates will go up at some point, and then you'll get a little extra added even to what you've already put there. Make your money work for you. Oh, yes. I feel like that's what people with money say. So what happens if I do spend more money than what's left over. Like say that I'm in the spending period that happens before I pay my rent and I accidentally spend two cents more and then I don't have enough for rent. Well, that's tricky. If you've been doing this a while, you probably have a little extra sitting in your savings account from when you've been putting your little chunks in there every pay period. And you can just and you could take up. Yeah, you could take that back out. And just Uh know, wow, well, this month I don't have any of that extra going toward my vacation or my new car or whatever. Okay. Well, tell me about how credit cards fit into budgets because we're not going to talk extensively about credit cards today because that's like a whole nother problem. But you hear a lot about how it's important to establish lines of credit. And that kind of means, it seems to me, and I don't really know, but you have to have a credit card. And so if you want to have a credit card, you can start establishing a line of credit but you have a budget, how does the credit card fit into the budget? Because I feel like it's easy to just spend the amount they give you. Right. Well, I don't think the credit card fits into the budget at all because the budget is about how you want to spend the income that you make. And a credit card is about spending money that you don't have. I feel like a lot of people, they have a credit card because they have heard that they need credit. They need to have a line of credit right, or a credit score. And so that's why they have the credit. They don't, the credit card, they don't originally get it to spend money they don't have. But that ends up being what it is. Is there a way to incorporate the credit card so that you can still establish this line of credit, but it fits into your budget? Sure. What I would do is pick a particular bill. A utility bill is a good example. And use the credit card to pay the bill every month. And then at the end of each month, when you get the credit card bill, pay the whole thing off. Using the credit card to pay for one of your unavoidables is an easy way to incorporate the credit card into your overall budget because it doesn't affect the money you have to work with for the month. You could also incorporate the credit card by, say, using it to pay for your groceries, but it's a little trickier because you have to remember that the groceries you buy with the credit card are coming out of the money you have to work with for the month. 
Well, let's talk about ways to track your spending because the image of the spreadsheet looms high and I'm really, I'm not going to use it. So this idea of calculating just the amount you have to work with mm -hmm. is, seems very comfortable to me. But how can I track that easily if I wanted to? Well, one pretty popular way is to use a website called Mint. Some people have a lot of success with it, but from what you're describing, I think it might be a little more than you'd be willing to do. I know that Mint has an app. They have an that app. You've they have very patiently encouraged me to use. <laughs> yes, I have very patiently, and I'm I'm not sure there was success there. No, no there wasn't. They do have an app which makes the process more efficient overall. To use the program, you first have to set up your budget categories and your budget amounts. Although it's not meant to work this way, to make it easy, you could just set up two categories, one for the total of all your unavoidables and one for the money you have to work with. Then Mint will load all the activity from your bank and your credit card accounts into its program. So that would mean your paychecks that you deposit, your debit card, your credit card, your ATM transactions, and all the checks you write. As you go through the month making your purchases, you have to periodically go into the app to assign each purchase to either the unavoidables or the money to work with budget category in order to see how you're doing during the month. It gets more efficient the longer you use the program because for repeat items, like if you go to the same grocery store all the time, Mint will generally remember what budget category you assigned the last time you went to that same store. Where Mint is really helpful, I think, is if you make purchases from multiple banks and multiple credit card accounts and you want to be able to track your spending in a fair amount of detail. Do you hook Mint up to your bank account? Right. Okay. And then Mint pulls in all of the activity from your bank account, all so of the activity like from your credit card. A big brother that I've given prior authorization to. Right. Okay. Right. Well, what if Mint's kind of too much? The other one that we talked a little bit about last time is Simple, and I haven't used it, but it looks like it would be a little bit easier, less time spent fiddling. Okay. Well, can you tell me maybe just a very brief outline about what Simple does that's different than what Mint is doing? Sure. Instead of being a service that summarizes all the activity from your bank and your credit card accounts in one screen, Simple is a single bank account that has a feature that lets you budget using pretty much the same process we talked about earlier. You can set aside money for your unavoidables and Simple removes that money from what shows as your bank balance. So this means that your bank balance equals the money you have to work with for the month. And Simple calls this balance safe to spend. Now the money for the unavoidables is still in your account. It just doesn't show in your safe to spend balance. So with Simple, it's sort of like your bank account and your budget have merged together. Every time you look at your safe to spend during the month, you are seeing the remaining balance of the money you calculated you had to work with for the month. So manual calculations pretty much go away. Both Mint and Simple incorporate goals into their product. Mint has some nice features to help you set up common goals, like saving for a vacation or a new home, or paying off your credit card balances. Mint will tell you how much you need to save each month to meet a specific goal, and it will track your progress if you've set up a separate bank account for the specific goal. Now for Simple, I think you're probably a little more familiar with how they handle goals than I am. Right. And I think the way that Simple does goals 
is very interesting because it reflects to me like how I would be tempted to think about saving, but how saving doesn't actually generally work. Where I think, oh, like I can afford that because it's like less than a dollar a day, or it's less than ten dollars a day. Like I can afford less than a dollar a day. And the way that Simple does goals is very similar, where it will ask you how much money you want and when you want it, and then it will tell you how much it's going to take each day to make that happen. And then that's how it does it. And it doesn't actually take your money for this, and doesn't put it in a different account or anything. It just kind of like highlights it and sets it to the side and doesn't show it under safe to spend. In addition to Mint and Simple, many financial institutions also have their own budgeting programs, and you could look into using one of those too to keep track of your money. Okay, so now that we kind of have that figured out, say you know how much you're going to make each month after taxes, and you take all your necessary costs like rent, utilities, your student loan payments, and you subtract those from how much you make, and the number that's left over is negative, zero, or insignificant. What do you do besides, you know, make more money? All you really can do is relook at all those bills and figure out how to adjust. You know, if you've got a cell phone, if you've got cable, if maybe you have an apartment but you only live by yourself, you're going to have to look at those expenses because long-term you can't spend more money than you make. Also, even if you're not spending more money than you make, but the amount that's left over is small, you're not going to be happy if you can't have some fun money to spend. Right. And you're going to work is going to be just so difficult if you are thinking the whole day, I can't even buy myself a beer at the end of the day, or I can't, like, I can't do anything except go home and wake up tomorrow and come back to work. Right. And it all depends on the individual as to what you're willing to live with and what's important to you. But the number can't be zero after you have all of your committed bills paid. Right. So I guess what we have learned about budgeting is that it can get really complicated. Right. That if you wanted to, you could allocate every set of money that you make and figure out where you're going to spend it and how you're going to spend it and just like follow the rules that you've made for yourself impeccably and like that's what you could do. But you could also do something way less complicated and you could even round your numbers, make them simple, even numbers, and get a general idea of how much money you have to spend, a conservative general idea. Spend it as you please, put the leftover in savings, and then start again each paycheck. Right. I think the most important thing is learn your own personality and what you're willing to stick with so that you don't spend more than you make. Right, and take into consideration things like Mint or things like Simple out there that might be helpful for you. Right. And don't feel bad if the amount you're putting in your savings account every month is $2. It's okay. It's the habit. It's the habit. And then as you go through life and make more money, you'll be able to set up bigger goals. Ideally. Ideally. So I guess now it's time for listener questions. And from last week, when we did the basics, we have a couple follow-up questions from our listeners. And we're going to start with one. Well, I guess the first one we kind of answered in this podcast. But the first one was about what is the difference between a checkings account and a savings account? Like, why would you get both, as we suggested? And kind of the reason is, well, the money in your savings account is going to stay there until you take it out. And the interest rate is higher, so it will, quote-unquote, work for you. 
The second question we have is about when we were talking about the debit cards and the checkbooks. Why is everything so slow? Why is it taking a week for these charges to go through? I know it's really frustrating, and I think it's especially frustrating for younger people that are used to this instantaneous world now. But the problem is that credit cards and checks were established long before we had the internet. Originally, they were both manual systems that involved transporting little pieces of paper around the country. Now the information is digital, but it still has to be sent from the financial institution to the Federal Reserve and then to the posting financial institution. And if the check bounces, it has to be routed back the same way it came. And typically, there's no processing on the weekend. So our next question is about bill pay, and it says, "Can I set up a bill pay to automatically pay off my visa balance every month, even though the amount is different every month?" So I think here they're maybe talking about、uh, when they say visa, I think they're talking about a credit card. Yes, it sounds like they are, and、uh, so I think they're wanting to pay off their credit card balance automatically, with automatically,、pay. and not have to write a check or do a transfer and have bill pay do it. Yes, you should be able to do this. However, you will need to go to the credit card's bank's website to set it up, not to the financial institution's website where you have the money you're going to use to pay it off. And this would be the case for all types of credit cards: Visa, Mastercard, Discover, American Express, etc. All right. It looks like we have one more. When using bill pay, and the financial institution writes a check for you to pay the bill, is the check delayed in posting to your account, like when you write a check yourself? So I guess here they're asking if I use bill pay to pay my bills. What's happening is the financial institutions writing the check and sending it off to wherever I told them to send it off to. Will it post immediately, or will it be delayed? Like if I wrote the check myself, generally it will be posted to your account pretty much immediately. Okay, because they know about it. Because they know about it, they're going to take the money from you before they're going to use that money to pay somebody else. Okay. All right. Well, those are all the questions from last time. So that's all for today. Until next time, this was more money, no problems. If you have any questions about today's episode, or you would like to make a suggestion for a future episode, please contact us through our website, moremoneynoproblemspodcast.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening.